Open the eyes of our hearts, Lord, that we may see the wonders of your word. Amen. Today we are in 1st Chronicles chapter 8 and this ends the genealogies of all the tribes of Israel. And in chapter 8, we once again see the tribe of Benjamin, even though they were listed in chapter 7, verses 6 to 12. So why is this listed once again, we might ask. Let's see what we can learn from it. As we already saw in chapter 1, God doesn't repeat things without a reason. So there must be a reason that we can learn from this chapter as well. It seems to be a long list of names, but then there is a real reason for the long list of names as we shall see at the very end. Reading between the lines, we can see five different truths listed out in this chapter. In verse 8 we read, Sons were born to Shaharaim in Moab after he had divorced his wives Hushim and Bara. So you see, he had gone to Moab to get a wife. And look at the names of his sons. It says Mesha and Malcham. These were idols of the Moab people. This fact points out clearly that there would be an evil influence in our offspring, in our children, if we enter into unholy matrimonial alliance. If we venture into such matrimonial alliances, we must be prepared for serious spiritual consequences. The second truth we learn is in verse 12. Shemed who built Ono and Lod with its surrounding villages. Just like how we saw in the previous chapter, a woman named Shira building three cities. Here we see a man building two cities. In Acts chapter 9 verse 32 we read, Now as Peter was traveling through all those regions, he came down also to the saints who lived at Lida. You see, Bible calls the Christians or the believers as a saint. Paul refers to each and every believer as a saint in almost 67 places in the New Testament. And here we read the same city that this man built is the one that Apostle Peter went to to meet the saints there. So you see, this man's activity to build these cities one day resulted in the saints living in them. So what does it tell us? It tells us that there will be a lasting legacy long after we are gone from this earth. Apostle Peter went to this city almost 300 years later. So you can see our works are appreciated by God. Though it may be invisible to people, surely God who sees from age to age because he is the Alpha and the Omega will surely see our handiwork and reward us on the final day. In verse 13 we read, Beriah and Shema, who were heads of the families of those living in Ajalon, and who drove out the inhabitants of Gath. You see, here we see a very good principle. Here we see the third truth, that violence can never bring us peace. In the previous chapter, we read that in verse 21, all the descendants of Ephraim were killed by the native-born men of Gath. So here we see the reversal happening, that all the men of Gath were driven away by these two men, Beriah and Shema. So you see, violence did not bring them any peace. But instead, Ezra the Chronicler is once again telling these Israelites that whoever took you away as captives, now see how God has led you back into Israel. 
the fourth truth that we learn is in verse 33 and in verse 34 we read two words there yesh bal and merib bal which also is known by other names like ishboseth and mephiboseth in second samuel 1121 and second samuel 44 respectively in these two cases we see the false god bal is turned into boseth boseth means shameful thus by changing the name of this hidden god it became a public shame so the fifth truth is it is wise to give a shameful name to sin rather than a good name to sin what do you mean by that let me explain a wicked society doesn't become wicked overnight it usually comes very subtly and slowly one of the ways society falls into wickedness is to rename their sins sin which was called sin has now become different names altogether for example no longer are they called prostitutes but they are called as call girls no longer are they called baby killers but they are called abortionists no longer are they called fornicators but they are called cohabitators no longer are they called homosexuals but they are called as gays and lesbians instead of calling it a sin we now call it a complex an addiction a dependency a mental disorder a chemical imbalance an obsession and so on so that we pacify ourselves that it is not a sin but just a condition that we have bible says sin is the transgression of the law of god as we read in first john chapter 3 verse 4 isaiah says in chapter 5 verse 20 woe to those who call evil good and good evil who put darkness for light and light for darkness who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter today it has become fashionable in many churches not to talk about hell they say there is no hell but revelation chapter 21 verse 8 clearly says but the fearful and the unbelieving and the abominable and the murderers and oremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone which is the second death so you see there are serious consequences for sin which was what Ezra the chronicler wanted to finally convey to this people returning back from exile once again reminding them of the dire consequences of sin the final truth that we learn is in verse 33 and 34 where we read a wonderful name Jonathan Jonathan was the friend of David so now this answers the very question that we asked in the beginning of this chapter why is this benjamin tribe repeated again you see we read in first samuel 20 14 and 15 but show me unfailing kindness like the lord's kindness as long as i live so that i may not be killed and do not ever cut off your kindness from my family this was told by jonathan to david before he became king he said show me kindness and you see what david has done he has recorded everybody in jonathan's family and he has made sure that the record stays straight even though they were cut off totally the very first tribe to be mentioned was judah and once again here we see david's actions from the tribe of judah being indirectly 
spoken about in this tribe of Benjamin as well. So here Ezra tries to remind the people indirectly that God remembers. Ezra seems to say if David can remember these many generations to show kindness to Jonathan, remember how much more will God remember you and show everlasting loving kindness for you. Even though sin has terrible consequences, God doesn't want you and me to get into that. He says, I will show you everlasting grace if only you would give yourself to me. May God bless these words. Amen.